0: And before I begin, I want to mention that there'll be a few pauses in my talk. But don't worry, they are intentional gaps to give us a moment to think our own thoughts. And first, for any visitors today, this Church of St. Luke's is between vicars, between our old vicar Dave and our new vicar John. In January, Reverend John Mackenzie joins us, and until then some of the congregation and friends of this congregation are taking it in turns to do the talk. So my name's Rhiann, and it's my turn today. And you might say that I have at least the family history for it. My father is a Welsh Methodist minister, and he's 84 now, and he still preaches a couple of times on a Sunday. And recently, I had a cup of tea with him and my son, who's 14. So that's 70 years between them. And they still make each other laugh and laugh and laugh. Now, let me tell you, Oshan. This is my father speaking. Let me tell you, Oshan Bach, about the most difficult funeral I ever had to do. The boy looks at his tidy, wrapped. It was very tricky indeed. We were burying the man who wrote the Hokey Cokey. And he would not stay in his coffin. He put his left arm in, his left arm out. Whereupon the two of them laughed and laughed some more. And I had one of those moments watching them together. One of those times that you know you'll remember even as you experience it. I looked at their lovely faces. So happy in each other's company, and for a moment there was nothing else in the world. I was completely present. And I took a mental note of the picture. The winter sun behind them, the river beyond the window, the pot of tea on the table, and the swirl of love around them both. And I folded the image gently, like it was made of the oldest, softest cloth, and put it in the pocket of my mind, where the memories are. there's plenty more in there. My mum on a Wednesday morning, 40 years ago, when her best friend Mavis would come round for coffee and the two of them would be dressed to the nines, high heels, lipstick, perfume. Mavis would favour a jet black backcombed beehive and the most ornate earrings and we were never allowed in the sitting room then. There'd be no interruptions while the ladies had coffee the best china cups and saucers, accompanied by dainty homemade cakes served on doilies. And we could hear them giggling and chirping away like lovely birds. And it helps me to have those memories. I leapfrog over the more awful last days of illness for both of them. And then I shake out the pictures of how vibrant and wonderful they were on those mornings. And I'm guessing that most of us have those snapshots of friends and family that we can retrieve and replay. And when enough time has passed, we can reach back there for comfort. One of my favourite lines in the Bible is the one that we heard from the Gospel of St. Luke today. So it's after Mary's had that unique nativity experience, complete with stable, animals, shepherds, angels, and that's on top of the government box ticking exercise involving the trip on the donkey whilst heavily pregnant. And after all this, we're told, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. I see it as a moment of stillness in the wake of that frenzy of heaven colliding with earth and the skies being riven with glorious singing. Mary is the one who sits at the centre of all of it, entirely present. She is the historian, the keeper of stories, the one who will record all this and later repeat it so nothing's forgotten. And instead, it's shared and shared again, and then written down. And as a result, here we are, 2,000 years later, practising nativity plays and singing Christmas carols. And I imagine that in the years following Jesus' departure from Mary's life, when she could no longer hold him to her, sneakily stroke his hair, or ask him if he was getting enough food and enough sleep, she would bring out those memories of his astonishing arrival, doing her best to leapfrog over the terrible time when she watched her own boy die, go back, back to the moment she first held him in her arms. And no matter that the angels sang, he was miraculous enough as an ordinary baby to her. Some people are brilliant at living in the moment. Kids do it easily in their early years, not caring in the slightest about a to-do list, or having the right clothes, or what anyone will think. I remember my daughter aged three at her first ballet class, wheeling and wheeling around the large hall with her arms outstretched and a massive grin on her face, totally in the moment. Now you'd have to pay a a deal of money to do anything similar. But sometimes we can manage these expressions of unfettered aliveness later in life. If we've recovered from a serious illness or maybe had someone we love die too soon or survive against the odds and then we learn again to throw ourselves at life more often and there can be that increased intensity to some of our moments, we get it the precious nature of the here and now, and the need to occupy it fully. This run-up to Christmas can be a total nightmare. When I hear the collect for stir-up Sunday, I'm straight into, Oh Lord, have I scheduled in enough time to soak the fruit, boil the pudding, then make the cake? And then for me, it's a short distance to fretting about writing cards, posting them on time, decorating the house, and don't even get me started on making sure everyone has presents that completely delight them on Christmas morning. How will I get it all done? And then I mustn't forget about making sure I have enough time to have a good time. Have I factored that in? And this season, there's the added bonus of a general election as well. (laughs) Voting absolutely must remember to do that and then factor in some extra (laughs) praying. Christmas is rapidly turning into a conspiracy. It begins in earnest as soon as Halloween is done and then the vision of a perfect festive season is put in front of us repeatedly. You can't venture out without being guilt-tripped by any shop you're in or even stay in safely to watch the TV because there are adverts to watch and learn from too. Here it is, your perfect Asda, Tesco, Waitrose, Lidl, Morrisons, John Lewis, Christmas. Whichever you choose, you can bet you haven't bought enough stuff yet. I'm only thankful my children are past the age of asking for the small green dragon featured on the Waitrose Christmas campaign, but apparently live Edgars are appearing on Christmas lists up and down the country. On our to-do list this year, I suggest we do our very best to schedule in moments to consciously think, that's enough. Stop and be present. And if you're one of those people thinking, what's she going on about? I love Christmas, it doesn't stress me out. Have a look around you and clock who is making Christmas happen for you. They might appreciate your help, or if they tend to want to be in charge, just take a minute to notice they're pulling out all the stops and making that stuff happen. And when they're done, top their glass up and praise them to the skies and then say a little prayer that you didn't have to cook dinner or write cards, entertain Uncle Arthur, or all three. So what do I wish you all this Christmas? Quiet. A moment just like Mary to ponder the treasures you have in your heart. Either from Christmases long ago, when the people you love were around you, annoying you, loving you, making memories alongside you. Or from more recent times when life just served you a moment of loveliness. I wish you the inclination to be present, just like Mary. To indulge yourself in the joy of being alive in the moment. Wherever it is, whoever you're with, or if you're just on your own noticing how pink the sky is or the crisp, brisk air hitting your cheek. And I wish you too a moment of connection with someone you're very fond of. Like the poet Thomas Lynch writes, that hush that would sometimes settle between us and the light, how it turned silver in the dark till everything we touched turned into gold. That for me is a moment when God really does bless us when the space between you and the people you love becomes golden. We just have to be watching out for it, open to it, so when it comes we notice it and appreciate it. And then we can be grateful and store it away for harder times. So may God bless us all with some Christmas alchemy, with moments to remember and stories to tell and the wisdom to treasure all these things and ponder them in our hearts.